2: With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: This episode of Bush's Breakaway is brought to you by you. Thank you so much for listening. Great show today. Actually, no guests, just me and Greg just chatting. A lot of, uh, is Artami Panarin and Adam Fox underrated? Why are the Rangers not covered the way they should be? And, and that sounds crazy, but it, we go pretty in-depth on it. Uh, Kapokok obviously gets two goals, looks super pissed about it. Super fun win versus Buffalo. Uh, two games versus the Capitals. Both really, both super winnable. L- listen, that team's good. The Rangers, uh, things were looking up. I have a positive rant. Greg has some negative ones. Surprise. Welcome to Blue Shirts Breakaway. Here's Mark Messier.
0: Hi, everybody. It's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast.
1: Bush and Welcome to the Windows Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead. I'm here with my co-host Gregory Kaplan. Gregory, punching your mic. Say hello.
0: I didn't punch my mic. I was trying to move my table and it made a noise. Here we are. It made uh, a noise.
1: Speaking of making a noise, the Buffalo Sabres did that tonight. Um
0: what was the noise? Help?
1: <laughs> Could have been. Uh they listen, they did fight back into the game. We we all saw that coming, right? Very ranger game of uh of the entire situation of letting them fight back 3-3, but it wasn't for long. That second period was maybe the most dominant period I've seen the Rangers play of the entire year, uh, but that's because it's the Buffalo Sabres, and they fall uh, 14 in a row uh, to the New York Rangers. So it's a sad sight to see where the crowd at the end of the game chants, we want Eichel of the 2,000 strong at MSG. Uh, can't get really better than that. It's, it's funny because we have like an hour to break down. We have no guests today. It's just me and you just chilling talking about New York Rangers and all the things that are going on. And it's it's kind of hard to break this game down because, well, it's the Buffalo Sabres who've lost 14 in a row. You probably should have won 5-0. It should have been a shutout, but uh, the Rangers end up winning 5-3. Capococco <laughs> nets an empty netter and looks miserable about it. And uh, always good in, in Rangers town at this point in time, with with very few exceptions, I think.
0: I'd say so. I, I don't have any real negatives. The Sabres, as bad as the Sabres are, it's not like they don't have good players. Right. It's not like Eric Stahl is awful. It's not like Taylor Hall is... I, I, our friend Jeff would say Taylor Hall is a fraud, but even as a fraud, he's not actively bad. Uh, it, it's a... I don't know what happened. I, I don't know what's happened to Rasmus Dahlin and if he's just miserable is can, all can, can we actually touch on that basketball? real quick
1: because our good our good friend and co-worker cory promen one of those is mm-hmm. true i guess um our, our co-worker cory promen uh when when he ranked you know this i think this is lists are always a hot topic in sports right no no duh uh,
2: what?
1: but yeah right who knew uh list week over summer stay tuned anyway uh he ranked all the players under 23 and the player he ranked number one was rasmus dalin under 23 of players, you know, have it a franchise that have the most impact and have the most upside. And I'm sure Darlene can still become an incredible NHL player. And I'm not saying I'm, or crapping on his long-term future here, but I remember thinking this is before um, Fox really took what we believe. He's, he looked great. He's looked great all year. No doubt about it. Adam Fox has looked amazing. But a couple weeks ago, I think like maybe two months ago at this point, I was like, would Ranger fans trade Adam Fox straight up for Rasmus Dahlin? I mean, number one overall pick, people have him as like this uber prospect. And I just, I know that that sounds like that sounds so stupid coming out of my mouth right now to like even propose that hypothetical two months later. When Adam Fox was like, I don't know, way not way down that list, but further up down that list, and Darlene was in the upper echelon, best player to own under twenty three. What on earth has happened to that kid? I have no idea.
0: Oh, we're,
1: I don't know. That's stop, it. Or? Yeah, I
0: guess that stopped. Yeah, I broke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I don't. It, it, it's tough to evaluate. It there's there's such a black hole of talent and miserableness coming out of Buffalo right. that it's hard to tell what is what is the truth about a player and what is the circumstance about a player? I, on a talent basis, I mean, I, I still don't think Corey is wrong necessarily in putting Darlene on top of that list. Everything that made Rasmus Dalin a special prospect going into the draft. Was that three years ago now at this yep, point? Yep. I don't think it's any less true. I just also can't imagine being put in a worse developmental system than what Rasmus Dahlin and company was put into. Again, they hired a they hired a soccer executive.
1: Well, yeah, not there anymore. Coach. Dan Girardi's there. Uh, that's why they were. That's why they were able to fight back tonight. Of course, two practices under Dan Girardi will do that. Build the grit. Build the jawline. Build the ability to be hit by pucks. It's 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 all there for you.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't know. Buffalo is it's such a wasteland right now that I I I have no idea what is what is the truth about people. I have no idea what is just people being miserable it's it's just so hard to differentiate between the two like to make the baseball comparison like if trevor story has a bad year for the rockies this year is it because trevor story is bad or is it because he absolutely doesn't want to be in colorado anymore because colorado doesn't want to be in colorado anymore
1: yeah that's Uh, that's true
0: like it, it you know as much as we think sports and as much as we like to i guess pretend that sports is a game about wins and losses and stats and goals and assists. Like it's also a game about emotion. And if a guy is miserable somewhere, I don't care how talented he is. If he's, if he's emotionally miserable and doesn't want to be in a situation, it's going to show on the ice. Yeah. I'm not saying Darlene is, we don't have that kind of ins- insider information. We're not out here spreading rumors, but also we're out here spreading rumors. Yeah. That's, like, what, we,
1: that's what we do. We set the narrative. Yeah. The but I, like it, it it's not an impossible
0: thought to say Rasmus Dahlin is miserable in Buffalo and it's affecting his play. Like, when when guys are really happy, they play well. Go figure. Who knew? And if that's possible, then the inverse is possible. If guys are miserable, their play is going to be miserable. It, it's – Buffalo's a mess. I, I I don't know if it's salvageable. sure doesn't seem like it's salvageable. It, it sucks if you're a Sabres fan, but at the same time, it feels like – Sabres fans also admit that it's fucking miserable. Oh how could you need a complete overall Greg,
1: honestly, be be real with me right now. Uh If we were (laughs) would we be doing this podcast anymore if the Rangers were the Buffalo Sabres? We would have stopped, Bro, right?
0: if, if, if the Rangers were the Buffalo Sabres, we would have never started doing the podcast. I, like, I'm just saying so it, much misery. If, if they switched,
1: like, like, during the rebuild, like, the Ranger rebuild didn't go the way it did, like, or, or whatever, they, we got Eichel, switched the whole teams, and we lost 14 in a row, we would just not be here, right? We'd miss the first episode we have <laughs> done in five years. Like, I'd be like, you know what, Greg? I think tonight's the night. I think it's over. Let's make an announcement. I, I, feel, I, honest, I honestly feel bad for them, and I would feel worse if they didn't have the Buffalo Bills. Well, it's funny. You mentioned that. I don't know if this season has been
0: significant. It hasn't been less enjoyable. I will say that it, it, the Sabres have lost 14 straight. They had COVID it, whatever Jack Eichel isn't playing. Jack Eichel <laughs> yeah. probably wants Franchise, to be it. Yeah. You, you name it the, whatever the worst thing that could happen to your team, just the Sabres accomplished it this year. Let's not pretend like this has been an a <laughs> amazingly uh, fun season to talk about the New York Rangers. That's either. true. It's, Even when the Rangers win, it seems like it's fucking miserable. And I don't know if I'm just getting, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm just getting like old and curmudgeon and just now all the time. (laughs) I don't know. I I woke up this morning and I see people tweeting about the Rangers ice times and how, Uh, well, there's a significant gap between the Rangers top five forwards and the rest of the forwards. And they're like, ah, this is a clear sign that the coaching staff is using this season as a chance to make the playoffs. And it's like, I'm just going to lose my mind if we have this conversation every time. I don't – let me let me put this in uncertain terms here, Ryan. Mm-hmm. I don't know how stupid you are if you think the Rangers playing Mika Zibanejad or Temi Panarin, Chris Kreider, and Pavel Buchnevich constitutes the Rangers going for the playoffs. Those are their four best players. So, of course, they're going to play their four best players the most. If you have a problem with Ryan Strom getting a lot of ice time, I hear you. But in the same breath, the same people tell me Ryan Strome's having a great fucking season. So, of course, Ryan Strom's going to get ice time. I, guys, it's not going for the playoffs. The Rangers play their best players. Well, the, 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 no, no, Ryan, before before you get Go into ahead. it. The, the, main, the main argument when it comes to the Ranger ice time, I'm not even going to look at what the ice time was tonight. I honestly don't give a shit. I've stopped giving a shit about ice time since the 17th time we had this argument. It's not even an argument at this point. It's just two of us getting angry about people that are angry about shit. But it, it, it's it, – like, what What do people want the Rangers to do? Like, do they want – do they want everyone just to play equal ice time? Do they want to go like <laughs> – not, not to get like, what, what is that? That's communism, right? Just complete
1: and equal everything across the board. <laughs> yeah. Now, of course, as you know, when we had Eshawn on, we became a politics podcast.
0: I know uh, we should have asked him like, what, <laughs> what is, what
1: is the communist version of the
0: Rangers? What is the socialist version of the Rangers? What is the nationalist version of the Rangers? Right, we should have asked him all these questions. Yes. But like, do they, do they want just equalized time across the board? Do they want everyone just getting 13 and a half minutes? Maybe, I don't know, but like, I I honestly, it drives me insane when people are like, well, Lafreniere, Kako, and Hedl aren't getting enough ice time. That's great, guys. And we understand that the easiest way to do it is to take Strom off the power play and put one of them on the top power play. Yep, you nailed that. That only solves one of the three issues. I don't know what you want the Rangers to do with the rest. Do you want them to... Trade Kreider, we had these conversations. The Rangers Cle- told us they didn't want to. Well, clearly Did you want not. Them not. to sign. Did you want them not to sign? Or Temi Panarin, are you insane? <laughs> you, you're going to tell me you want to extend Pavel Bucinavich and give him $6 million a year, but at the same time tell me Pavel Bucinavich needs to be playing less minutes somehow? Do you want Mika Zabenejad not to be your team's top center? Do you want to trade for Jack Eichel? And do you think if you trade for Jack Eichel, the ice time considerations are just going to magically go away? I legitimately had a loss of words when the people, the people, the good people, the bad people, the ugly people, all the people, when they start having the ice time conversations for the 195th time with a different head coach, mind you. How many people said David Coyne needed to be fired when he lost Alexi Lafreniere? Uh, 6,000 million. Chris <laughs> Nablo- Ryan, Chris Knobloch lost three of them. Forget about <laughs> just Lafreniere. Chris Knobloch was like, oh, shit. <laughs> These three kids are still sitting here. I thought you went home. What are you doing? Yeah. Past your bedtime. Oh, my God, guys. Hockey coaches are idiots. Every single one of them, except for Barry Trotz. If you don't have Barry Trotz, you're basically the, – the coaches ranked 2 through 20 are interchangeable in my mind. They d- – d- insignificant. I just I, – I really – I have – I, lo- I lose it. I, I, I am losing steam. I am losing energy. I am losing the desire to want to have these conversations anymore because I've driven my car into a wall and I backed up. And instead of turning my car in any which way direction, I've just decided to floor it and go straight for the wall again. And the wall's going to keep winning because that's what this conversation is with ice time is to me. It's just driving into a damn wall. And I wish, I wish, I know Rangers Twitter is smart. We interact with these people all well. Some of these people are smart Yeah, and we interact with them (laughs) a lot of the time, but they, it's just, are they having fun when they like, is it fun for them to be that angry that early in the morning about something that they can't control? Is this what people used to tell me when I would react to the Mets in a certain way? Yes. Like, am I finally seeing it? Yes. I think I I might be. And I I gotta tell you, it's, it's, it's just the worst guys. I think, I personally think the NHL should go back to the way it was in, like, the 1970s and just abolish ice times. Don't even post them anymore. It's not worth it. You're not – everyone can just prove their own point if the numbers don't exist. It's just – it's too much, guys. Well, It's too fucking much. Let's talk about some of the positives.
1: Um, one of the
0: things – No. No? Okay. Mean shit all the time. <laughs> I want to be as angry as Kabo is when he scores a – Dude, all right. Goal. Let's
1: talk about that. Let's break that down. How sad and depressed did Co- – Okay, Kako gets the first goal. They talk about it. They show the replay of, of Panarin, Strom, and Kako talking and breaking that down six million times, which I thought was awesome, actually. But Kako gets that goal from Artemi Panarin, puts that in, nets it, and they Strom takes the monkey off his back. Good feeling. Everybody, praise be at home. Great. Awesome. Then, <laughs> for the empty netter, my dude, Kako Kako sees it. He's skating towards it. He shoots, and he looks like... His dad just told him he wasn't going to Disney World. Like the family vacation is canceled. I don't understand. It was so funny. Even Sam Rosen was like, "Capo, Coco scores." Oh, it's okay. You can smile, Capo, and just Capo was like, "No, I refuse. No emotions. Upset only." It's uh It just wasn't enough for him. It's. It. it, it I guess he felt like he was padding his stats. I have no idea, but. Listen, it's two-night, Paco, two-night game scored that?
0: that second goal and knew that there was no chance Larry Brooks wasn't going to mention him in his next article. That's true. And quite honestly, Kako doesn't want that shit.
1: Yeah, that's true. I, I, listen, I have to give some credit to Knobloch tonight. Uh He moved. Blackwell wasn't playing the best game. Moved Kako up. I thought the Strom Panarin-Kako line, which we've seen before, has been effective and has been good for Kako Right before Kako got COVID, actually, I think we came on this podcast and said – I think the best two wingers at, at at that time... Now, I understand that since since then, Chris Kreider and Bucinavich have uh, really taken a step forward here. There's no doubt about it. But at that time, Artemi Panarin hadn't... Um, some things haven't happened with Russia at this point. And Kapokako hadn't had COVID. And those two were the best two forwards on this team. And I don't think it was close. Kapokako... Uh- what I, Hit, me,
0: hit I'll, me. I'll pull the receipts. I don't think I've ever swayed from Pavel Buchnevich has been the Rangers' best forward this year. Fine.
1: I, I agree with you. I think overall, Pavel Buchnevich has been consistently the best forward. But those there was a two-week period where Artemi Panarin and Kapokaka were together when he scores the shootout goal and everything. Like, everything was clicking. They were the entire offense. And I'm happy to see them them going back despite, you know, Knobloch being a little resistant to change anything that Quinn has put in, which is fine. You know, that's there's nothing wrong with that. I know he's communicating with Quinn. I, I really don't know when we're going to see Quinn again. It might be another week at this point. And we don't actually know they're they're in the protocol. We can assume. I'm assuming. I'm just making an assumption here, uh, because they've been out so many days that they did test positive. So we likely won't see them the rest of the week. And I thought Knoblock, with the exception of losing a few children, as you uh, so aptly mentioned earlier, has done a fine job. I don't think. Uh, there's re. I-, I love the fire Quinn crowd that just goes out there and says, well, this guy is losing the kids. We can't fire him, et cetera. Like he's been fine. I, I- you beat the Buffalo, uh, Sabres. You were supposed to, you played two games against the Capitals. You could have won both. The Capitals have lost at the time, like seven games all year. It was good. Mika Sabinejad ha- ha- seemed to come back to life. Like there's a lot of great to look for the last couple games. The Rangers are going to make a playoff push here. Do I think they'll make it? Likely not. I know they're going to get crafts off and we're going to talk about him extensively in a second. And that'll go right back to your driving your car into the wall conversation,
0: which will be just, just, just you fucking wait when he's lining up on the fourth line. Oh, it's, it's going it's to be, it's going to be, it's going to be banana land. Is well, what it's who cares? Um, you know what? I'm done.
1: Who uh, cares, Ryan? We have to
0: get on this. Oh my God. I know. I, I know. I don't care. You don't care. I don't but care. The, the internet voices that we hear and we close our eyes at night and we see constantly, they care. See, I just, I hate it. Just trade three wingers. I don't pick which I'm at a point now where pick whatever three you want to trade and trade them. If it's going to make you happy, fucking do
1: it. No, I like the depth on that's, the team. The I'm, I'm, I'm done talking about them. You know, I'm not going to let them ruin my day. Those people out there, the time of ice people. The, the, this is a good day for Kapo Kako and the, the believers of the church of Kako. all your cock worships out there are just going nuts tonight. we got two goals. Everything's going great it was the Buffalo Sabres. We finally won. We get to play two more games against the Laimin Yo and the Flyers this week. But that's hopefully going to go very well. You have to you have to hope that that it goes well. I would love to bury the Flyers' playoff chances. Seriously, that would make it. very few things would make me happier than that. And I think the Rangers are going to have the opportunity to do that. And let's let's this is going to be a super fun week if you're a Ranger fan. Like I know I'm trying to be positive here Greg and it sucks. But you know, your top line is going to be KZB. Then you're going to have the, sec- the second line, uh, hopefully, if Kako stays there, which I think he should at this point. Like, let's not—this is not—I'm not breaking news here. Kapol Kako is more important to the New York Rangers' future than Colin Blackwell. Spoiler alert, that's true. Then, hopefully, your third line is going to be Lafreniere, Hedl, Kraftstoff, uh, hopefully— at that point in time, and then who cares who's on the fourth line? I don't care. It it could be Gauthier. It could be Rooney. It could be Blackwell. Actually, I would like that fourth line, the people I just named. That's who I think should be the fourth line, and that's it, and that's going to be a fun, a really fun Ranger team for the next couple of games because that's sort of been the dream scenario that we've been working towards for this couple years. Everything that you've drafted over the years, all the culmination of your assets, everything is on the ice for the most part with the exception of Niels Lundqvist. Everything else you, that you have that's a real asset is going to be on NHL ice starting, most likely, this Thursday versus the Flyers. And if that doesn't excite you and you don't want to have fun and have a positive time, I don't know what to tell you. Gregory just said it best. He really did. No one rants better than Greg. It's, it's true. Nobody on the internet, especially on Rangers Twitter, you cannot outrant him. It just does not happen. He said it best. The ice time thing is over. It's, it's no and void. You only have so many spots. Kravtsov might play only nine minutes, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But you're going to have talent up and down the roster, especially on forward. It's, that's that's going to be unmatched. There's never going to be talent like this. and There might be talent like this again, but this is the most talented the Ranger forward group has been. Maybe in your life, especially with draft capital, almost everybody except for Teddy Fanarin who's undrafted, is some like has insane draft pedigree for the most part. It's it's a squad that that you really should be excited to watch. Craftstop hopefully adds a uh, uh, another wild card factor and maybe uh, even more offense than than possible. You know you hope Brett Howden gets gets well soon from COVID nineteen, of course, but. Uh, at that point, he might be out. We don't know how long he'll be out. We don't. We've talked about. How, we don't think Brett Howden should be in the lineup. In general, you might get a look at what your best possible lineup is for the New York Rangers right now, and that has to be exciting. I don't care. It's got to be thrilling. Sabres you took care of, but to go to go you have to go to the Flyers now and just beat AV twice. And you could do that, especially with the talent on this team and how the team is playing right now. And I didn't even mention, and this is the last part because this is probably the longest rant I've gone on in a long time, I didn't even mention that there's a very strong possibility that Igor Shesterkin starts on Thursday. So you are back to full strength. With Kravstov, with your trade deadline asset, you have no Jack Johnson. We didn't even mention that. There's so much to actually go through, and this is the most positive time you're going to get this season with the New York Rangers. Enjoy it. Sit back, put the feet up. The spring weather's here. Let's kick back and just watch the the talent you've reaped over the year from years from the draft and the signings and trades finally get on the ice all at the same time and try to make it work. That's what you got to do.
0: Ryan, I would trade Capocako tomorrow if we got people to shut the fuck up. No. I really would. <laughs> like, no. Like, all I'm, that all that positivity you just spewed out there for five minutes, that's yes. great. I'm bringing chaos back into the world. Okay. If if, if you told me that if the Rangers traded Capo and nobody would tweet about ice time ever again, I make that trade
1: ten times. Yeah, back you back. know how I feel about that, and that would never happen. So <laughs>
0: it's yeah, I'm done yeah, with the ice all type. You, all your things said are good. Lovey dovey, blah blah blah. Adam Fox, limitless, yada yada. He Not a Norris Trophy candidate though. Well, come on. Can, go- we, can we talk about how fucking stupid that is? We can too, talk about whatever you like while we're here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna. This is. I, I had a great weekend. You Lovely did. weekend. I'm just so tired today. Just about like life in general. I think it's like the dopamine has completely left my body because I finally had a good fun weekend in my own home with only like three of my friends and we were socially distanced and we were just drinking and watching basketball. And I proved myself how little I knew about college basketball this year by being <laughs> spectacularly wrong about everything, <laughs> but it's no one knew anything. about college basketball this And year. then it's just like, I woke up this morning, the sun was shining, it was warm. And I just decided chaos was going to enter this world because I didn't want to do anything. And that includes Dan Rosen, a guy who, Took a shot at us without knowing us, right? Yeah, he didn't even know he, he was
1: doing it, to be honest. But
0: yeah. Right, which is perfect, considering everything that we're about to say. The guy takes a shot at us without even knowing. He tries to tweet something like the most backhanded compliment I've ever seen in my entire life, which is, it's just not Adam Fox's turn, right? That's the only way you can interpret the... He's going to be a Norris contender one day, but it's not this year. Why isn't it this year? Yeah, Well, it's not his turn. Blah, 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 Drew Doughty, blah, 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 is essentially what Hockey Media says. And then as soon as Hockey Media says that, we get the 754th piece about how uh, Cal McCarr and Quinn Hughes are going to be dueling each other for the rest of eternity to figure out which one is the better young defenseman. Meanwhile, all Adam Fox does is play 25 minutes a night, plays on the Rangers' top penalty power play unit, top penalty kill unit, doesn't allow shorthanded goals, creates opportunities on the power play, has a three-point night tonight. I understand it's against the Buffalo Sabres. All the man does is create plays, play well, and suffocate other teams' offense on defense. You would think, Ryan, you would think. Now, I don't know much. I don't know much. But you would think that would be enough to get into Norris' trophy consideration, especially considering that the New York Rangers – for the most part, as we've said on this podcast, are very young and not quite good enough to know how to take two steps forward without taking three steps backwards. They are erratic. They are inconsistent. But the one consistent each of the last two years has been Adam Fox. I can't name five defensemen that I'd rather have than Adam Fox. I don't think I can name three. I think Adam Fox, we, we opened this show talking about would we trade Adam Fox for Rasmus Dalin? no it's uh the short answer is no yep and it's an impossible it's really an impossible question to answer because does Rasmus Dahlin possibly have a higher ceiling than Adam Fox maybe it'd be like a six percent chance he's able to reach it I know Adam Fox's floor is stupid high that that's kind of where Adam Fox is it's almost like it's almost like you know what I'm going to say?
1: The Mets? I'm even thinking. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, it was almost like like before DeGrom won the Cy Young in 2018, he was the worst-kept secret in baseball that he's just too fucking good. And, that like, the the stat nerds would be all about I'm actually
1: DeGrom. glad you're doing this right now. and I, You know, I, yeah. I'm not exactly the best um, with the Mets stuff. I always understand what you're talking about as I'm a baseball head, as you know. Um uh-huh. But— I do when you say the best kept secret in baseball, I really do. Worst
0: kept secret. In Sorry.
1: Baseball. Well, I think he actually was the best kept secret too. At the same time, for for a long time, yeah, how how good he was. You, you can explain to me why I'm wrong in a minute. Trust me. Oh, um, oh I, I'm ready. Please go ahead. Right. <laughs> We're going to class. Um, but I I do I do feel like somehow with NHL media, and I don't know how this is possible. And I Adam Fox is is the best kept secret. I don't know how there's not national stories about him all the time. He is. He's in a major... Mar- I made the joke like, oh, he's, he plays in a small market called New York City. <laughs> like, ha-ha, everybody. But yeah, he's here in New York City. And he's the best defenseman the Rangers have had since Brian Leach. And I, I know everyone's going to be like, well, Zubov, blah, 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 all that stuff. You can make the case for Zubov, but there's really nothing else. Adam Fox is hands down better than Ryan McDonough ever was for the New York Rangers. I don't even think it's close. I know he leads the... Uh, I believe it's the Evolving Wild, the GAR model or goals above replacement or whatever you want to call it at this point. I'm not a stats guy. You guys know that. Come on. But there's he is underrated. He's not covered enough. And I just think we're three years away from him being like the guy that they show all the time for the New York Rangers. It might be soon. Maybe it's Alexi Lafreniere. Or maybe it's still Artemi Panarin at that time. Maybe it's Capocacco. Who knows? But maybe because there's so many of those fun pieces around the Rangers right now that Chris Kreider still gets the limelight. And because of Inojad too, Adam Fox is the second best player on this team. The Rangers need to sign him for eight years this July 21st as soon as possible. Right off the rip. He's incredible. I don't understand how there's like a media, I I know this is crazy. I don't think there's a New York Ranger anti-bias, but it almost feels that way because when you, when I, like when you pointed out that, that article, like Quinn Hughes versus Makar, Quinn Hughes has not been the same player he was last year as a rookie, Adam Fox didn't even be top three of the Calder. The only person that voted him number one was our dear good friend, Murat Atesh, who came on the show and defended it. He was right, by the way. Listen, you can make the case for Kalmakar. That guy's incredible. They're they're 1A, 1B and young defenseman. No doubt about it, in my mind, at least. But we don't see any of those, ooh, Adam Fox articles. Is that because he forced his way to New York? Is because he didn't have this high draft pedigree? What am I missing here, Greg? I don't understand. He is, quote unquote, the best kept secret. You tell me why I'm wrong. Now go ahead.
0: I, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong because it it doesn't make any sense that Adam Fox isn't talked about just on a nightly basis on any of the hockey shows. I don't know if it's because he didn't go the traditional junior route, right? He went to Harvard. He didn't go to the QMJHL, the CHL, the WHL, the U.S. National Player Development League for the entire time. He's he's not going to put up the gaudy offensive numbers, right? He gets his, and he's always going to get his. He'll probably have at least one sixty-point season in his career, but he's not like John Carlson putting up two points a night or Charlie McAvoy this year putting up six points every every week or something like that.
1: Yeah, McAvoy's ridiculous. He's insane. He's not. He's
0: not. He's not front facing, right? He's he's not the guy that. Uh, gets the attention vocally or um, charismatically with the New York Rangers, right? Right. It's like every – every. <laughs> neither was Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom was the shy guy yep. who stood in the back. Everybody talked they about remind They're Simigar. actually very
1: similar comps.
0: They're, it's it's incredible. You know what? The, the thing that makes them most similar, Ryan, is that somehow they keep getting better. I have no idea how Jacob DeGrom is just throwing 102 miles an hour this spring, it makes no fucking sense. He's 32 years old. This shouldn't be happening anymore. His slider sits at a cool 96 miles an hour. His slider. Are you fucking kidding? Number one Mets podcast, he but debuted,
1: yes. He <laughs>
0: debuted with a 95 mile an hour fastball and his slider is now a mile and a half faster than that. Sure. It is bonkers. It's bullshit. I, I am amazed that human being exists. I'm even more amazed the Mets are going to find a way to fuck it up. That's all I, I could be concerned about at this time. But Adam Fox, back on point. I don't know. I don't know if if Canadian Media holds it against him that he didn't go to Calgary, and he demanded out of Calgary. I don't know if, um, if it's just because you know, I the thing I can't understand more so than the Quinn Hughes and the Cal McCarr stuff. I I get it. Those guys put up really ridiculous offensive numbers last year on. A surprisingly great Colorado Avalanche team and a shockingly fun Vancouver Canucks team that just isn't fun anymore. Oh, no, the fun is over. Um, But I, I, I honestly don't know. The thing that confuses me is the Drew Doughty aspect of all this. What the fuck has Drew Doughty done over the last three years that people should be like, man, he's good. It would be like, imagine, Ryan, if someone came up to us with a straight face and said, you know who the best first baseman in baseball is? Eric Hosmer. That guy's great. Yeah. He has no
1: problems. Well, in this game. I doubt he's playing okay this year. It's not like he's he's playing well. That's but he's... fine.
0: Is he playing like an eleven million dollar defenseman? Like, De- is it definitely not? Is it, I think it is it the money that just makes us or not us? I can't say us because it very much it's, is it's us. not us. But does it make some of our coworkers at the athletic think that he's good? Like. People are like, well, Drew Dowdy, lock him in as the number one U.S. defenseman in the upcoming Olympics. Uh, no. What the fuck are you smoking? Like, honestly, whatever it is, can I have some? It seems like a fun time because I, too, can say some ridiculous shit. And I just I have no idea what it is, Ryan. I I, I that's the one that doesn't make any sense to me because Drew Dowdy, what sports writers want. Drew Dowdy to be is Adam Fox. American, rugged, two-way player playing in one of the biggest media markets this country has to offer, if not the biggest media market this country has to offer, I, what else do you want? If if you can't market, I, we understand that the NHL has a marketing problem, has always had a marketing problem. They can't do it. Pray to God that ESPN can do it yep. for them because Praying that's for the it. only way. That's the only way this league will ever grow. But if the NHL can't market Adam Fox, just close up shop. What are we doing? Yeah, he's a, he's a dream. You're telling me. You're telling me the Mets are idiots. They are up until this <laughs> well, year. big, big even, Mets
1: podcast today.
0: Yeah, even this year, with all with all the hope and optimism that we have with Steve Cohen, the Mets still find a way to fucking run in a hole and break their ankle. This time, not by a wild boar, at least.
1: Oh yeah.
0: The Mets have figured out a way to market Jacob DeGrom. Right. And the league has eaten it up. You're telling me that this league can't market Adam Fox, arguably the best player on the league's, what, fifth most important franchise at least? I would say. Like when the Rangers are great, is the, the NHL is great.
1: It's been proven. Yeah, it's like the Knicks. Even the Knicks now, like – the NBA is better because the Knicks are just competitive. They do anything. Yeah,
0: they're five hundred, and the NBA is like this is
1: wonderful. This is awesome. This is great. Yeah,
0: give us, give us, give us seven games of Knicks Nets, and we'll see our ratings go through the roof. Yeah, it's it's but definitely the, it's, like the,
1: that with the NHL. It's what is it? Blackhawks
0: Leafs. No, but the, yeah, but they want the Rangers to be that kind of team, and they're just like, well, we're gonna do whatever we can to not make them that way. They 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 gave Hank his
1: rub right as they should. We appreciate that right.
0: Um, they've always—it's
1: been like Chris Kreider, and that's it. Like, that's yeah,
0: it's—it's it, it's almost like there's this unwillingness to admit that Artemi Panarin is as great as he is as well.
1: I want to take a quick break, I but I want to touch on this. Let's just go. Let's just go to break real quick, and then I want—I want to keep on this Artemi Panarin thing because I do. It's weird because I—I. Well, all right, hold on. We'll be right back. Transition. And we're back. Okay, yeah, I do want to keep touching on this Artemi Panarin thing. Did you
0: mess up the drug names again? I'm assuming.
1: Uh, you did. So it's the and Talinafil. Yeah, I probably did. Yeah, um,
0: those the, those sounds like things that would pop you a. Uh, they even like couple game banned. They the even
1: MLB. yes, they even like brought the pronunciation for me because you know No, no that, that it, makes it worse. It, for it didn't. You. It was not good. All right. Anyway, Artemi Panarin. Yeah, uh, so this is very similar to Adam Fox and and players of of of, of that level where if. I, I'm going to say something crazy. This is a real okay. podcast take, okay? <laughs> all right. If Artemi Pereira was on the Leafs, does he win the heart last
0: year? Yes. Right? And you know how I know that's true? Because, how? again, every other sport, they want New York stars to be bigger than what they might be, right? The Mets weren't good in 2019. But you know who was good? Pete Alonso. So people had takes out there being like, is Pete Alonso the greatest rookie of all time? Is this the best rookie season we've ever seen? Should Pete Alonzo be getting MVP votes because of what he's doing? Blah, blah, blah. Yep. Like every other league wants the New York stars bigger than life. It's just not what the NHL wants for whatever reason. Artemi Panarin made the New York Rangers respectable last year, put them on his back, took that team from also ran to possible playoff contender before the shutdown. This isn't us making shit up. They were the Rangers were on a run, and it was because of our. The Rangers Panarin, would have been Zibeta, miserable last
1: year, dude, if without yes. Panarin, miserable.
0: Yes, he had a 96 point season in a game in which the league didn't even play 82 games, but for whatever reason, the Rangers weren't the number one team in the East, so he's not Nikita Kucherov. They weren't the number one team in Canada, so he's not Austin Matthews.
1: I, it it boggles the mind. I I I don't. I don't think... I'm going to even go a little further here. And I know this is going to be crazy. I don't think the... I know the Russian probe story was big, but it wasn't as big as I thought it would be. And it kind of went, it kind of went away very quickly. Or Panarin came back on the ice. You know, he said, I'm not going you know to... What, go on. You know what it's like,
0: Ryan? You know what it's like? It's almost like the league has decided that uh, Alex Ovechkin is the league's Russian and they could only have one. It does feel that way a little bit. Because I honestly... We, Malkin is an all time great, right? He yeah, is, no doubt about it. He's probably, he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I understand that he's on the same team as Sidney Crosby, but a lot of things that Sidney Crosby does is possible because Evgeny Malkin is on that team, manning the line right behind Sid. But we don't talk about Evgeny Malkin like he's. Like, we talk about Mario Lemieux and Yamir Yager on the same level, right? But we don't talk about. Sid and
1: Malkin on the same level they're different it's I think most fans would tell you that they're not even close I thought I would tell you I would tell you most NHL fans would tell you they're not even in the same stratosphere they might they might not be but it's
0: it's the point that like people gave Scottie Pippen his respect people understood that Scottie Pippen was a hall of famer people understood that a lot of what Michael Jordan did was because Scottie Pippen helped make it possible And I don't think Evgeny Malkin gets that same kind of credit. Now, I know Evgeny Malkin has piece of shit tendencies on the ice. This isn't supposed to be an Evgeny Malkin podcast. It ain't going to be. But it's it's almost like the NHL media creates these caricatures that need to be filled and these roles that need to be filled. And once they're filled, they're not looking to move off that. Alex Ovechkin, all-time great. Arguably, greatest goal scorer that's ever existed in the NHL, Dude, considering the era in which he's played over the weekend, and the he difficulty
1: just, in which it just, is scored. He was just like, "Oh, I'm awake now that Ryan Lingard hit me, and now I'm going to win the game." And that was just it. That that's he can do well, that. Shout,
0: he, yeah, well, shout out, shout out to Alexander Georgiev, who has never met a shot that he couldn't control. That's true. Uh, but it, it's Artemi Panarin should be talked about on the same level as other stars in this league. And it's when the Rangers are on national TV. It's always man. Panarin is great. He's real good. And then they don't. Well, talk no. About him. I
1: mean, if you're Pierre, you talk about how good Adam Fox is for right, him. right, 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 right. But but
0: Brendan Burke or uh, John Forslund or Kenny Albert, they're all like that Panarin special player. No, he's a We're superstar not talk about him anymore. He's a
1: top five player in the league, and it's not even close. Like you can make a case. Like I, listen, Connor McDavid is undisputed number one. No doubt about mm-hmm. it. You can't beat that. Mm-hmm. But after that, I think you can really like make some cases here. You really can. Like I, I know the dry sidle thing is there, City Crosby obviously, Ovechkin. Paner oh, no.
0: Panarin's better than dry sidle, buddy. I yeah,
1: got news for you I, yeah, I agree. There's no doubt about it from my in my mind. And the only people you can really make a case for is like Ovechkin when he's really going. City Crosby, McKinnon. That's really it. M- Matthews, I'm sorry. No, but Ovechkin,
0: Ovechkin has entered that like Twilight Tim Duncan part of his career, though. Yeah, where like he just he's turns He's still it giving on. you 19 and 10 every night, but it's it's not that Tim Duncan that we're used to. No, it's not. Um, doing a lot of player comparisons on this podcast. It's been a big so, player so. comparison podcast, yeah. Uh, but like, I don't know, man. I, the league, we, we we've had this conversation so many times. It it's mind it's it's mind numbing how the league doesn't want to market itself. And I understand that we look at this Rangers team with um, red-colored, rose-colored glasses, I think is the term, right? Yeah, Rangers down-colored glasses. We look at this team, and we just see a bunch of scapegoats that are trying to do something special. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. No, but seriously, like, we shouldn't be sitting here. It should be annoying to people how much we hype up Adam Fox and Artemi Panarin because they're already getting the hype Nationally, It shouldn't be us that are asking these questions. We should be the guys that people are asking to quiet down a little bit because we get it. These players are special. You don't have to keep saying it. We understand. You don't have to beat us over the head with it. Instead, it's like, I feel like I'm not even beating anyone over the head. I feel like I'm punching
1: upwards. I know. To try and get people's it's attention. It's so weird. Like, hey, um, we host a show about the Rangers. And some people like us, I guess, like eight people. Most people think we suck. And I totally understand. But we try and pump up. Our, like we have to market our Timmy at Adam Fox. I don't know why that's the way that happens. Why is that possible? You know, you
0: know, you know what is interesting though, Ryan, mm-hmm. and I don't know if we've talked. I think we've talked about this in broad terms, but it, we can talk about this in more specific terms. We've done a sure. bunch of podcasts with a bunch of great writers. Yep. Who don't cover the New York Rangers around the trade deadline to try to get a sense of oh, yeah. what it would take to acquire some guys, including again our good friend. Murata Tesh, someone you and I would legitimately call a friend yep. and someone we would guy. go to bat for no matter what. Yep. But it would all—it always surprised me when we would bring in writers from other cities. Clueless isn't the right word, but just completely unaware of what's happening in New York, out short of looking at a, a stat line or a, a heat chart. Like, if this was a baseball podcast, which it is, yeah. and you and I were having someone on from – Say Atlanta to talk about a trade between the Braves and the Rays. Sure. We would have, I would expect and I would assume that writer in Atlanta has a pretty good idea about what's going on in Tampa Bay, just like we would have a good idea about what's going on in Atlanta. We do. But, but with the NHL, it was almost, I don't know, I don't know what it is. It's like, I understand that hockey is a niche sport, but. It almost is like people really don't want to go out of their market to see what the hell's going on. They are very content with seeing that opposing team two, three, four times a yeah. year and just making their judgments off those two, three, four games. Whereas I, I like if the when the when the Mets make a trade with the Royals, I know what's going on in Kansas City. I, I know what these players are doing. I, I know Maybe it's what just the easier with the stat for lines in baseball.
1: It, I, I, but I know exactly but, what you're saying
0: here but it's, it's I'm not I'm not even talking about stat lines like I have an idea about what's working and what's not working in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I I I and I know that beyond a bo- a box score. But in the NHL it's almost like uh like Murat. Right. When the Rangers made the Truba and Peon trade, Murat came to us and was like, "Guys, what's please up? help educate yeah, me on what's up what with Neil the Peon was doing." Yep. And we would be like <laughs> I mean, sorry, but he's been good you, for but You're not gonna like it. Yeah, but he's been good But, for but it's almost—it's the fact that a writer on the caliber of Marat, right? Great writer. Dude is smarter about hockey. He's gonna forget more about hockey than you and I will ever. ever. Yep. Well, and but the he and but he won't—he—he he won't deny it either. When, and he'll say, if it happens outside of Winnipeg, he's not entirely sure what's going on. I—I I don't think that,
1: this is. That's kind of the way with is us, is though, not, too, in, dude. Like I don't—I can't tell you anything about the Western Conference right now. I don't know anything about it. I know everything about the East. It's, I know everything, yeah. but I, I no, don't.
0: I, you're you're not you're not wrong. And I, again, I I don't. I know in your instance, I don't think you're a bigger baseball fan than you are a hockey fan. No, like if you had to choose between the two, you would ride with hockey. I would. I would watch the Rangers. It's not even close. But you. For me. You could tell me what the fourth pitcher in Oakland is doing.
1: Yeah, I can. You know that. <laughs> I know, but like, is it because is it because it's more accessible? I think is it's it because it's I think part more of More widely covered. I think for me personally is the, the fantasy baseball aspect of it. If, if I, if, if fantasy hockey was more accessible, more intriguing, and I know, listen, I'm not here to downplay anybody who loves fantasy hockey. Seriously. I, I love that you guys love it. That's great. But to me, there's just, it's an aspect that's always been missing. I don't know what it is where the fantasy baseball, I can just nerd out top to bottom where it's just like, it hits as a category sometimes in fantasy hockey. Like, what okay, are we doing but here? A,
0: a better example mm-hmm. you are the most casual football fan that I've ever met in my entire that's life. That's true. In fact, if the football stopped existing tomorrow, I don't care. It would take you four days to realize that it happened.
1: Yeah, that's correct. But you could also tell me what's going on with Keenan Allen in San, uh, uh, L.A. Yeah, likely. that You know, I see what you mean here. So I am very online. I'm on the internet, right? Not a joke. Mm-hmm. I'm very on Twitter. And even then, I know I, I, the only team I can really tell you about in the NHL, like I don't really know what's going on in Detroit. I know it's a dumpster fire. But I, I kind of know what's going on with the Leafs and the Islanders and anybody in the East. And after that? Like not so much. Like I know Tampa Bay is really good. Uh, I know Nikita Kucherov is like maybe, uh, going around salary cap and stuff there, but there's really, I don't, I can't tell you about like Mark Andre Fleury and I know how good he's been, but I I have no idea what's going on with the Knights. I have no clue. I really don't. And I'm super online and I follow a lot of great writers. It it is funny how you, it's just, and I know people are going to be out there like, I know everything about the league and I'm dude, I'm super happy for the you that, that knows everything. I try to, I really do. Um, to know a little bit more just in the broad sense to, to educate myself outside of the, the East division, but it's just harder. It's way harder. And I don't know what, what that is. And I, I think I get the, I know the point you're getting at here and I, but I can't exactly nail it down. I can't nail well, down Why? I,
0: I, I Right. Because again, it's, it's, it's not like the league isn't covered. That's not what we're saying. Yep, Obviously, there are a lot of great people out there yeah, and writing great pieces. Like 31, 31
1: thoughts like can get you up to speed every single week, and that's not even part of the yes. athletic. So there you go.
0: Um, but it's it's not that it's not that these stories aren't out there. It's just there's something less inviting about a story about the Vegas Golden Knights than there is about the seventeen pieces that were written today about Salvador Perez. Like I. I don't, I don't understand why. I don't know if it's by design. I don't know if it's because we've all made the 200, 200 hockey man joke so many times that now we don't even want to participate in the conversation with the people that produce this content. But there there is a divide, and I, I I've never understood it. And I'm also happy you brought up Nikita Kucherov, because this situation is like the perfect example of why this is a problem. If the Nikita Kucherov situation was happening in the NFL or the NBA, it would be the only thing we were talking about. The only thing. A star player is potentially not as hurt as we're led to believe. And the team is intentionally circumventing the cap in order to keep him out for the regular season while saying stuff like we think he's gonna be ready for the play, dude, the NBA would have when the this salary would be, cap
1: doesn't exist. We couldn't avoid this topic every single week for weeks on Twitter and no. ESPN and Sports Center it, and everything if this was the NBA, not even close. But
0: Ryan, there should be why is why can't the NHL be like that? Why isn't there a news story every day from a different writer asking the question about why is the league allowing this to happen? Why is the league allowing this to happen? The league, on a platter, is allowing the Tampa Bay Lightning to keep all their toys, all of them, and then add the biggest toy that they have in the postseason for free, and there's going to be no penalty whatsoever, and there's going to be no hard decision for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Why? Why isn't this discussed? It makes no on sense on a daily basis. I, I, why wouldn't the league want it discussed on a daily basis? You know, that that's the thing that's the thing that I can't quite get over. Like does the NHL think does Gary Bettman think it looks bad on the league if that story is talked about every day? Is that like isn't that why the league is supposed to exist? Aren't teams supposed to try to cut corners? Aren't we all supposed to cut them call them out on their bullshit when they are? Isn't that the beauty of sports teams trying so hard to win that arguably they're cheating. Isn't that the whole point of the Houston Astros? That story is still a story and it's been two years and it's going to continue to be a story because oh, no fan I was allowed will, to boo them. Last dude, I
1: will year. never let that down. Never, yeah, Never. They beat my team like, in the playoffs. <laughs> it, happened. Ryan, it happened. Ryan, is that bad for baseball?
0: Like people are talking about baseball and the Astros nonstop. People that wouldn't have gone to a baseball game are going to go to a baseball game to tell Alex Bregman, he's a piece of shit. Like that's, I understand that on one hand, it's bad. The Astros cheated. They won a world series. That's not the point. At the same time, it's a silly game that has silly rules. And one of those silly rules was broken. And now we're talking about the game even more like it's not the end of the world per se. Baseball is more popular in part because the Houston Astros cheated. And the Tampa Bay Lightning, essentially, they're legally cheating, if that makes sense. Yep. And it's it not a sense. story. Never. We don't talk about it's it. It's never a story. You and I should just talk <sighs> about it every week now. We should be the two guys that are like, hey, we'll we'll have a new segment on the podcast. By, we by the way, the it. Lightning are cheating. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In case this, was wondering.
0: this weekend this, – <laughs> This week in Tampa, brought to you by yeah. the Sun Pass or whatever yep. their stupid yep. road toll, easy pass equivalent sure. is. Sure, and we'll just do an update. Hey, is Nikita Kucherov actually hurt, and are the Lightning cheating? No, and yes. Perfect. That's just Tampa Bay okay, Lightning. Guess update. we'll
1: move on. Now they are cheating. Um, it,
0: but yeah, it's just like
2: it's like the NHL though.
0: thinks that's a bad thing to talk about, when really it's the best thing to talk about. Because the whole point of sports is to have ridiculous conspiracy theories.
1: It's, that, that's the it's not that's the whole fucking point. It's true. It is true. Listen, I want to get to like two pieces of Ranger news before we get out of here. I want to uh, say goodbye to Jack Johnson.
0: Uh, pouring out.
1: Yep. Well, it wasn't that bad. It was okay.
0: No. Okay, but here's the thing, and he, he should have never where been I signed. Get angry. You're right.
1: <laughs> he should never
0: be signed. You're right. It, it's it's not the fact that it turned out to have only ten games of Jack Johnson, and it's not the fact that. In maybe two of those 10 games, Jack Johnson wasn't awful. I mean, hell, he scored a goal. He did. It ended the Pittsburgh Penguins season from what I was told. It's true. It's it's the fact that it's totally okay to be angry about the evaluation process that allowed Jack Johnson to even play 10 games with the New York Rangers. 10 games was 20 games too many because we knew how those 10 games were going to go. And you know what, Ryan? They went exactly how we thought they would go. They did. He was bad. He was unplayable. It was a waste of a spot that could have gone to literally – anyone else forget about the low budget free agents the rangers could have signed it could have just been 10 more games of trying to figure out what the hell Lieber hayek is like it's we're doing that right it's now the fact <laughs> it's the fact that the rangers took time and resources because they gave him more than the league minimum to figure out to to i don't know try to convince you that jack johnson was actually something else that he clearly wasn't it, it's that's that that's my whole thing it, it I hate the people. I hate, Capital H, the people that will jump into our mentions and be like, "Oh, oh, you guys spent all off season
1: complaining okay, well, about Jack about Johnson." About yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. He
0: spent, yeah, every week was about <laughs> Jack Johnson. Sucks. Well, listen, I worst. have to thank. I have to thank guys, Jack you only Johnson. He was a Ten games out of him was it really the worst thing that ever happened. And no, guys, it's you're allowed to criticize your favorite team for doing something stupid. And Jack Johnson was something stupid. That was Jeff Gordon's
1: That was Jeff Gordon's. I want to personally thank him for a couple of different reasons here, Craig. One, he provided you and I content out the wazoo. Cannot thank him. Cannot thank him enough for that. Two, he donated
0: a lot of money to charity. Two
1: and most importantly, Jack Johnson's face raised eight thousand dollars from New York City food banks. That's awesome. Incredible. Congratulations. That's like, that's what, 50,000 meals or something? That's a lot of meals. Yeah, man, it was awesome. I'm super happy. And and the ride wasn't that bad. I kind of almost, I, I, I'll i miss him a little bit. Just a little bit. No, you won't. Okay, you're no, right. You no, <laughs> Just a little. Uh, so that obviously we've seen the last of Jack Johnson. He's had surgery. It was like almost a non-story out of nowhere. I don't know. Draeger tweeted it out randomly. And it was like, that was it. It was coming on. That was. Well, I,
0: again, just the ridiculousness that is um the NHL and reporting injuries. Jack Johnson was day-to-day. Yep, He was was a random scratch on a random game night where the Rangers said it was because of an injury. And then they brought him back from said injury to play him a couple games in an emergency role where he clearly just wasn't healthy. And then they said he was so unhealthy that he's getting season-ending surgery. God bless the NHL and how just archaic they are in how they handle injuries. Never talked about it. Never talked about day-to-day injury. We we should also mention Igor Shosturkin, by the way, has been day-to-day for two weeks. At some point, it's not day-to-day. Like, I I understand that on a certain level, we are all just day-to-day. Aren't we all? One day, one day, we just stop being day-to-day, and you don't wake up. That happens to literally everyone, with the exception of the Queen of England. I don't think that happens to her. Yes. No, even Jacob. One day, Jacob Degrom's gonna wake up, and just be like, "This is a waste of my fucking time." <laughs> I, have, I have, I'm still I have throwing a one, wife on one and two kids. Yeah. And I need to get the fuck out of here. Yep. Um, but, but like, there's no reason to tell us that Igor Shusturkin was day to day. Just
2: be like, well, we knew oh, we don't have an update on his fucking injury. injury.
0: We'll update you, even if you want to play coy with it, right, Ryan? If the Rangers wanted to play coy with it, they could just be like, "We don't have an update. We'll update you when we have an update." And he could be skating on his own before practice, like he's done. Do it now, and the Rangers every day could be like, you know what? We still don't have an update on Igor, and that would be better than saying he's actually day to day. When in reality, he's actually he and we week to week. He still don't know. When I he's think he's come. still
1: week to week. Listen, I wanted that's actually the next point I wanted to get to. I know it's the, the end of this podcast here, but it's important to get to. I don't know if Igor will start. I know Doblock said he's close and ready. I don't know how close he actually is. Like I know he's practiced. I like, Listen, that injury is something you don't want to rush and re re-ag- The Rangers aren't making the playoffs. If they do, that's awesome. They'll make a run at it here, but it's going to be really hard to get in the top four of this East division. It's, it's not a secret here. You have the Capitals and the Islanders who are absolutely killing it right now. The Bruins, I think, have seven games left against Buffalo. Um, the Flyers are going to fall out of it here, but that... There's there's a situation you're likely not getting in the top 4. That's just that's just the situation. I don't know what else to Pittsburgh is there also obviously. So, with Igor, I don't want to rush him back cuz this is an injury you could you could re-injure and that could affect Igor long term. I know he's taking his time, he's going to get full clearance, medical clearance, etc. But I have no problem uh playing again, AV twice in a row here by going alternate goalie. You know, Keith and Keith and Georgie. That's fine. Do I think Georgie should play again? No, I'm Keith's agent. Of course, I don't want like Georgia have to play again. Keith had a night tonight where I thought he was solid. He they, there were some bad turnovers where he couldn't make saves, but otherwise he was fine. Uh, he made it actually an incredible maybe save of the year as 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 per Steve Aliquette, uh on Jeff Skinner the first time. Jeff Skinner got him back later, but he, he should probably start. I don't want to rush Igor back. He might still be week to week. I wouldn't be shocked if we didn't see Igor at all this weekend. Like, what would you put the shot the, the percentage of Igor playing at this on Thursday? Forty percent? Thirty percent? Like, that feels high it might be lower it really might yeah I uh,
0: I think David Quinn comes back before yougersterkin comes back mm. is, is essentially where I'm at I like for for a lot of the points you just said for one the Rangers are getting better than expected goaltending from Keith that, that that's not just me as being like Keith's best friend obviously as everybody knows yes um Keith Has been better than any of us would have expected him to be. And he's, we, we all know one thing when a goalie is in rhythm, just keep playing that goalie because it it, good games tend to pile up just like bad games tend to pile up as is the case with Alexander Georgiev. It'd be one thing if the Rangers were higher in the standings, were playing better hockey when Igor got hurt and then had unexpected struggles, from Alexander Georgiev. Then, sure, maybe you could try to convince yourself to rush Igor Shosturkin back. But like you said, Keith is playing well enough where goaltending is not deciding these games anymore. The Rangers are winning and losing, not because the goaltender is playing poorly. They're winning and losing generally based on how well the skaters themselves are doing. And that was the that was the case tonight. The goals Keith allowed were because of turnovers in the neutral zone that led to fast breaks, Um, that'll be the case any night when your defensemen and forwards are making mistakes in vulnerable positions. Georgiev, I don't know if it's mental. I don't know if it's a combination of mental and the fact that this is kind of who he is. Like, yes, he gave up two goals against the Capitals, but those goals were because Georgiev couldn't control a puck and he put rebounds directly in front of the net that Alexander Ovechkin said,
1: oh, look at this. Oh, I'm really good How at this. How about that? Yes, I'm really yeah. good at this.
0: Oh, is that is that an open net and a puck on my stick? I think I'm just going to decide to score this goal right now. Like, it, it, it's tough. It's tough to criticize Georgiev for only – and blaming him for a loss in which the Rangers only scored once and in which Georgiev only gave up two goals. But a better goaltender doesn't allow that situation to happen. And we have a mountain's worth of evidence to suggest that. Georgiev struggles when it comes to second chance opportunities for opponents. And in order for, like, it was earlier this season that Adam Fox made the actual save of the season by diving through the crease at overtime to prevent a goal from being scored on Alexander Georgiev because, again, he couldn't control a rebound. Like, it's, it's, it's not us sitting here breaking news or being unfair to Georgiev. He's below average at something a goaltender can't afford to be below average it's yet. true, yeah. And and it's a reason why we've we've had this discussion many a times in this podcast about the Rangers not being willing to discuss them in trade scenarios and blah, blah, blah. We don't have to do right. it again today. We don't. But the, the reason why the Rangers can be patient with Igor is because Keith has stepped up. Shout out to Keith. He did it. He's earned this opportunity. He deserves to have a little bit more run. And quite honestly, the New York Rangers now have to decide how the hell they're going to manage to keep three goalies on this roster throughout the rest of the season, because if they expose Keith, the waivers, he ain't going to be a Ranger anymore.
1: No, I really and don't that, think he will be either.
0: No, because you know, you know how I know that? Because Vancouver. the Buffalo Sabres trotted out Dustin Torkowski tonight in an emergency situation. Yes. They're not the only team that just doesn't have backup goalies. Keith can go somewhere else and get starts for a team, even like the Sabres who, while they might not be trying to make the playoffs, they also don't want to get embarrassed on a nightly basis. Worst goalies this year have been claimed on waivers than Keith, and another worst goalie will be claimed on waivers this year. So the Rangers can't really afford to expose Keith at this point, which is nuts. And I can't, I believe can't believe we, are we are can this say situation. that.
1: It's so stupid. Um, it's I'm so happy that Keith got to start. I, I, we set the over under at 1.5, really. So to to smash that over a long time ago, uh, it's pretty good. I think that's. Uh, I think we've covered everything this this podcast, Greg. A nice long hour chat with our two best buds. Um, how about that how about that how about that all right you can follow me on twitter at overimee you can follow greg apple break we'll be back later in the week with an ot following the flyers game on thursday we love you guys bye
2: this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines